And just like that, week one has come and gone. <laughs> uh, thus is the story of the NFL. You wait and you wait and you wait and you wait, and then the season starts, and now we're already on to week two. Seemed to be uh, seem to be a common injury thread going along there, and I think we'll get into that later in the episode. Is it uh <laughs> so everyone just got weak clavicles? <laughs> what's, what's is there a did they do something different in training this this year? There's just some weak clavicles out there. Clavicles a fun word to say. Clavicle. Yeah, clavicle. Clavicle. Yeah. No, and then you got uh, the same old, same old. The uh, Dolphins suck, and, and the Patriots are going to win again. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sound he chose. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Common Ground Football Podcast, episode 69, part two. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to get off 69. No, we just wanted to stay on that episode number. It was just a nice, it's not even a round number. It's just a, you know, rolls off the tongue. Does, does it? 69. <laughs> uh, 7D. Technically, it? it's episode 70, uh, 70, which is crazy that we made it that far. Ugh getting situated here got cords everywhere and ipads don't forget about the ipad uh all right so it's episode uh seven zero we're going into week two dallas is going to go to washington visit the racial slurs and uh seattle makes a trip to pittsburgh to play uh big ben and those stupid steelers so this is uh this is gonna be more of a what you're used to, I guess, if you've listened to us for a while, we're going to recap our uh, week one games, which both winners, however, t- totally different games, completely different. Um, then there's some there's because there's always stuff that's happening. We do have some uh, some unique NFL news to go over this week, and I hope it's one of the last times we talk about Antonio Brown, but. You can't avoid it. You have to talk about it. Um, and then we preview our next games. Week two is right around the corner. It starts tomorrow. Sure does. That's just crazy. So make sure you got your fantasy picks in. You know, or not picks, but your lineup's all set. And uh, get ready for another week. Got social media mailbag. We got Dennis from Ohio making an appearance, of course. We got our game picks. And then some uh, winning. And we screwed up last week. Did you know this? I did not know this. Okay. So surprise. <laughs> we, I, I, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. We, uh, I wanted us to pick, and it's funny because now we've done it two years in a row. I wanted us at the end of at the last episode, we picked the winning, the winners of the game of our games. And then I wanted us to guess what our records were going to be. Oh yeah. And I remember I wanted to do that for last season too. And I thought we did. And I remember at the end of the 2018 season, desperately going through audio, trying to find where we did it and we didn't do it. Oh, we screwed up. So we did it again. So we'll, uh, even though we're both want to know, we're going to, at the end, I even put it on the sheet. So we'd remember, uh, guess our record. Got it. After a week, uh, mine changes. (laughs) (laughs) So how about them apples? Um, all right, man. So you got to watch your game, which is good. I was worried about you for a little bit. I did get to watch. Yeah. Got to watch a little bit of it. 
I, I did not. I, I, uh, I recorded your game. Unfortunately, it's one of those rare instances where, uh, well, I guess it's not too rare, but Seattle and Dallas playing at the same time, it's impossible for me to watch. But I did watch some highlights and was very impressed, so I will give you that. Freaking, well, thanks. Freaking Cowboys. Stupid. I hate them. <laughs> All right, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. All right, so tell us about week one versus the uh, oversized helmet Eli Manning led Giants. And maybe not for that much longer. You don't think so? No. Nah. Uh, so as per the norm for the past, you know, six out of seven years, uh, the home opener or not home opener, but season opener against the Giants. Um, this year was definitely a, you know, whole lot different than your years past. Uh, obviously you had the, um, uh, first year and first game of calling the offense for Kellen Moore. And, you know, right off the bat, that was obviously the story of the game. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe the play of, uh, Dak being right there but um kellen moore coming out and showing his kind of offense and kind of what he wants to do and i and i mentioned it in the preseason you know uh everything you're seeing is going to be very simple very basic and then once the regular season starts you're going to start seeing you know he's going to actually you know put out his offense but um uh dallas gets the win 35 17 and it, it wasn't that close uh that last seven points came in basically garbage time um, you know, didn't, didn't really, didn't matter. The game was out of the hand, out of hand by then. But, um, right off the bat, you saw, um, Dak in the offense, just what Kellen, when I was watching it, I was noticing that a lot of it was the same plays we've been running. It's just got so much going on before it. There's so much movement and so much pre-snap, uh, um, you know, motion and then it's just a simple play. But with all of that going on, you watch you watch what the defense is doing. They're adjusting and moving and, and trying to follow guys. And then, you know, it's just a simple, you know, a simple slant route to, you know, to Cooper. Or it's, you know, it's just a, it's just a run. Or I mean, it, it was, all the plays were so simple. But all that movement and everything that was being done, you saw it just completely confuse the defense. And the thing with Dak is he's – you know, you're running these simple plays. You saw in that game how fast he was, how quick his decisions were. And I got to say, I mean, for as good as I thought that he was, you know, over these first three three years, you can definitely tell here in year four um, so far. I mean, I know it's only week one, but still you're going to analyze the, the sample that you have. Um he just looks like he's seeing the, the seeing the field more. His 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 progressions. I mean, he would he would sometimes get down to that third read. Um, he never looked panicked. The offensive line played as perfect as you could. Um, Must but, be nice. But just, but just watching just watching him go through his progressions. You know, make a decision, hit it. He was accurate. He was on time. Um, definitely wasn't a um, you know just. Um, dump it off here, dump it off there. I mean, the the ball was going down the field. It was going down the field to Cobb. It was going down the field to Cooper. It was going down the field to uh, Michael Gallup. It just the the off. It was just a th- definite thing of beauty to watch. Um, I just had a smile the entire the entire game. Um, obviously, as far as the running game goes, Zeke missing training camp and preseason. 
you know, I'm sure he's in shape, but still he's going to be rusty. He hasn't been around the team, hasn't played with the team, you know, he'll, he'll get back into that groove. And even in years past, it's taken him at least the first two, three games to kind of get into a rhythm and get on a roll. Um, I mean, no worries there, but he still finished the game, um, you know, with a pitch count, but finished the game with, you know, 50 some yards and, and a score. Um, he got in on the fun, but um, Dak, you know, obviously player of the game and what everybody's been talking about since that game. Uh, he finished, you know, with an absolute perfect passer rating, four four scores, over 400 yards. Um, he had definitely had a career day. Um, but the one of the other things that you saw in that was not only him and this, the kind of decisions he was making, but Kellen Moore actually calling runs for him. And it wasn't a lot. You know, it was only four, you know, three, four, just a small handful. It wasn't, you know, trying to be RG3 and run on every single, you know, every single play. Um, yeah, it just, just the way that everything came together, it was just, it was definitely, uh, awesome to see. Ready for your first, uh, awesome and bummer of the season? Uh, actually, now that you say that, it was on the paper. I wrote it on the paper. No, I know. I I know who the awesome is. Oh, you got to find a bummer. See, that's the hard part. Yeah, I'm trying to find the bummer. When you had a, when you had a game like that. It's hard to find a bummer. Uh, bummer. It couldn't score even more points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I got a bummer. Okay. We're gonna, here comes your awesome first. Awesome. Uh, it's obviously it's got to go to Dak. I mean, shocking. Everything, everything started right there with him. He, he had total command of that offense, looked comfortable, um, looked faster. And let's see what, let's see how this, let's see how this continues to roll, you know, as the season goes on. Bummer. Jeff Heath. Um, and I say that, I mean, he, he had a solid game. And, and Jeff Heath is, is definitely a solid player. He gets a whole lot of hate from Cowboys fans. Um, and it's not really more. I mean, hate to like, like really hate. like And I, and I just I don't understand why he's, he's a solid player. But anyways, um, on one of the only big plays that New York had, uh, Barkley had, you know, like a 60-some yard run right there in the first, uh, in the first half. Um, but the the angle that Heath took on him, you know, being back there at safety, the angle that he took was just so bad, and he he completely whiffed on Barkley, and Barkley, you know, skated down for another twenty or so yards before uh, uh, Wuzier got him. But the just the angle that Heath took, and it's so I mean, it's it was such a small thing in the you know overall of this game. But I mean, I mean, really everybody played well that was just one of those one of those moments where it was just like oh that was that was ugly but um i mean even then he still had a solid game but i would say that's gonna be my bummer for the for week one i have a uh a two-part question for you shoot part one would be is so this is now there's still no contract for dak no extension anyway so uh, is what you saw in that game a, a contract year Dak? Or is it, like you said, more of a he's in year three, four, four, whatever? <laughs> he's it's always fu- you're finally seeing all the work lead up to this. Part two of that being could that then be attributed to having a better play caller and. Or is it like you said? They were still the same plays, just lots of movement 
what what's going on there in your head when you watch when it comes to Dak? I don't think it has anything to do with you know a, a contract or I mean he said all all off season and even after the first game he's like I'm not worried about it it'll 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 happen and it'll take care of itself you know when the time's right. Um, I think this is definitely more a tribute to uh, Kellen Moore and his offense. You know Kellen Moore obviously being a, a young guy, um, you know he didn't have a you know, a good career or anything in the NFL, but he still did play, you know, in the NFL and is fresh out of the game. Um, but I think having that, having that relatability and, and having that, um, that probably open dialogue that you'd have more with a, a younger, you know, kind of more, more willing to, to take ideas or, or try new ideas versus, you know, maybe somebody who's, been coaching a long time this is their scheme this is what they do maybe not so much um you know wiggle room or leeway when it comes to you know maybe changing this or 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 trying that that kind of thing um definitely definitely like i said attributed to kellen moore but also um you know he has kitna now as his quarterback gonna ask and and i really do think that that's made a big impact you see his you see um and even i mean i Chelsea didn't get to watch the game, but I just showed her. We watched the highlights, and her very first comment after the first two plays was, um, "Dak looks he looks like he's getting rid of, getting rid of the ball a lot faster, and he just looks more natural throwing." I mean, he it's not like he looked terrible or anything, but he just you could tell that um, you know with the coaching that Kitten has done, you can see it in in the way that uh, he kind of holds himself back there in the pocket and how he he lets go of the ball. Um, I. I, I I really think that that's going to be one of those. I, I maybe even mentioned it when it happened. I think that's still going to be one of the biggest underrated offseason moves is bringing Kitna in as the uh, quarterback coach. It's just so too bad that Linehan just held him back these years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you mean you you saw it was this, kind of the same stuff that Linehan had been running. It's just the way everything was pre-snap was just, I mean, it was so much different well, and, and you saw, I mean, it was, it wasn't like they started to do this in the second half. Like it, it was right off the bat. You saw all this motion, all these reads. I mean, it was, it was, it was fun to watch. The, the, when I watched the highlights, that was and they, cause they pinpointed that, uh, that was the crazy part watching was good God. There's just movement all over the place yep. before the snap. And you can see how that would confuse the crap out of a defense, which is weird that you don't see more of that in the NFL. You, it's you know you'll see maybe one guy go in motion, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they didn't have just one guy. They had people moving all over the place. Yep. So, and I read also that it wasn't. It's not just similar plays, but it's 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 yeah, they're the same type of plays, but it's the in the order that they're calling them, and getting allowing Dak and that offense to get into a much better rhythm. Right. Um. Just go 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 uh and goddamn your offensive line is what helps that i mean you're, it's just from 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 top to bottom i mean tyron smith uh tyron, obviously everybody knows who he is he was his usual self um connor williams you could definitely see the improvement in the weight gain and the in the muscle mu- muscle and <laughs> the muscle build um he's got you, big muscles you, i mean he he held in there just i mean it wasn't an issue at all travis frederick obviously being back that's that's huge um Zach Martin and and Lyle Collins, yeah, the offensive line as a whole were they were they were an absolute unit, um, and it was it was I mean it was so much fun to watch. I'm so jealous of your offensive line; I could vomit. 
Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, all day long, Dak, he just looked comfortable and calm. If you, you know, put, back there, in if you put Russell Wilson behind that line, I mean, just dreams, man. <laughs> Freaking dreams. If Russell Wilson was behind that line, he'd put up uh, Dak numbers. He'd put up better than Dak numbers. <laughs> He's Russell freaking Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, but uh, I was impressed, man. Yeah, no, and watching, I mean, it was it was so weird to see how well the offense was running. Um, obviously, the the points they were able to put up, and the running game really wasn't a factor. Yeah, it was decent. It was solid, and you know, you had Zeke back there. You got to pay attention to him. But it's not like we had a um, you know 180 or 210 yard rushing day. It was you know very 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 average if not below average but still the offense just kept kept rolling it was almost like it was almost like the passing game was setting up the running game a little bit um and usually usually in in games when zeke's got you know 10 carries or less i mean they generally don't win and it's not even a close one so um you know it was definitely a good surprise definitely excited moving forward um obviously when you have a first year offensive coordinator um teams are going to be a little bit behind until they study him and figure him out so we'll we'll see how these how this uh how this thing goes as we go out throughout the season no that's what i was just doing was looking up your um schedule because week one is tough for any team because you don't have a lot of tape this was a weird preseason where you didn't have a lot of starters playing for a lot of teams right so if you're trying to watch anything out of preseason I mean, the Seahawks were a pure example. Nothing they ran in preseason offensively did they even come close to touching in their game, their week one game. So, um, I mean, the Redskins aren't anything special. So, yeah, coming up, you got you know Washington, Miami, New Orleans, God, Green Bay. I can't. I'm actually kind of excited to see what you see what you guys can do against Miami because you know they don't give a crap. No, <laughs> all their team wants to be traded yeah. immediately. Yeah. Then you get a little bit, you know, tough stretcher. You got Saints, you got Packers. Uh, Jets aren't as bad as you know you would think. Uh, Eagles. And then I, I challenge you guys to double your points against the Giants <laughs> next time you play them. <laughs> so you guys actually have a pretty decent, like, even schedule. I do think that the coming that, to, seeing how things played out for New York in that game, I I do think that by the time they meet again, I really do think there's a chance Daniel Jones is that starting quarterback by then. Is it crazy to you like it is to me that that he isn't already? Like, I get it. Eli's been your guy for years. He's won you two Super Bowls, but, I mean. 16 years. There comes a point where you ha- you have to just, and I get it. They want the, the kid to develop, but if you know you, you the team itself is not going to be any good. If you take, if you take, took him six overall, you know, you should probably play him. Yeah. I mean, Eli, at this point, Eli understands and he knows. It's not like he's not, he's sitting there going, oh man, I'm going to play this whole season. Well, it's so weird. You watch Eli and he seems like he's at least 10 years older than Tom Brady. Right. With the way he plays. Right. So (laughs) today uh, on another ESPN radio show I listened to, they were laughing because they saw a picture of Tom Brady with Gardner Minshew. And the caption was, if I told you that somebody in this photo (laughs) was 28 or whatever Gardner is and one was 42 who would you say <laughs> and most people would look at that picture and go Tom Brady's the 28 year old yeah. and Gardner's 42 <laughs> it's not true yeah it's that's just nuts um 
All right. Well, it, it, hey, if there's anything else you want to say about your game, it's your chance to rant and rave, man. That's what we do here. We're a reaction uh, show. Yeah, I mean, the, the, one, the one thing that I had throughout the entire game, I mean, as well as the offense was rolling, um, the defense, you know, gave up yards, but still, I mean, when it came to scoring defense, they were, they were fine. Um, still, even though, even when they were up uh, 21-7, um, you know, he still had that little bit of worry, but watching every time that Maher went out there to kick an extra point, Maher. just part of, part of me was like, oh, please don't, please don't doink it. Please. Didn't, he like, didn't he have a good day? But yeah, no, he hit every single one. He had a good day and his, and his kickoffs were good. And so I was like, okay, well from top to bottom, special teams, defense and offense, they all, everybody played well. So, um, I hate you. You know, let's just keep it, keep this train rolling. I hate you and your stupid team. <laughs> stupid. And it's, you know, and it's, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter because I don't pay attention to anything that, you know, the, the big broadcast put out. But uh, now everyone, that's, I'm assuming that's what everybody's talking about was Dak and that offense. Yeah. And Kellen Moore. Yeah. Yeah. They heard a lot of. Sucks to be you. You heard a lot of, of Moore and Kitna. Everybody talked about that, that tandem. Um, that is good that they're, they are yeah. bringing up Kitna. I mean, that's, yep. that's huge. Well, it's a big change for Dak. You all of a sudden, you got two different guys. So you're now, you know, getting coached by. And yeah. I, well, and I do think it makes a difference also because um, Linehan, you know, if you if you um, remember, he he was one of the booth uh, OCs. He wasn't down on the field. Can't stand that. Moore is down on the field. He's right there. He's he's. I think you. I feel. I really do think that you'd get a better feel for how things are going and and just kind of having that commu- that face to face communication yeah, versus just constantly talking. You know, on through, a phone. through your. Through the, on the phone or through the helmet the entire time. Yeah, you're up there in the booth and you get to see the entire field and kind of see. But I don't know. I think with that you lose kind of what's what the team is actually feeling like. Having having being able to sit down with your QB one on one while your defense is on the field that's better than them just sitting there doing nothing because you're up in a booth. Yep. I just yeah I agree. And then I mean obviously post game everybody's talking with Jerry, blah, 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 blah. Um, but he, he said right there, you know, uh, yeah, a, a DAC deal is imminent. And they, they were, there was some talk, you know, Friday night, Saturday night that, that they were trying to maybe get him uh, signed before uh, the start of that game. Um, and, you know, I think obviously Dak added himself another, you know, couple million maybe. Yeah. I think he, uh, I think he made the check a little bigger. So, um, still on a watch for that. Um, like I said, he's not worried about it, but, um, you know, maybe by the time we record next time, there's a uh, a new, you know, highest contract in NFL history kind of thing floating around out there. God. And you know it's going to happen. <sighs> going to pay him more. It, it's going to happen until the next guy gets until paid. Until the next guy gets paid. Now, they're the highest paid ever. It's ridiculous. Uh, but other than that, um, on to Washington. Washington Racial Slurs. Yeehaw. I didn't get a chance to watch um, Seattle. Um, <laughs> Seattle, and they rarely broke from that game and showed a highlight. So there weren't many. Um, how'd it go? Well, uh, Seahawks did get a win. They escaped. That's the key word there. Escaped with a win. Escaping from Cincinnati. That and, doesn't sound uh, too good. Twenty-one twenty was the final. Oh. Very close. Uh, no, you you. Uh, it was. I tried very hard to have a, an open mind, be calm. It's week one. There's going to be lots of rusts, you know, lots of... It's an AFC opponent. Lots, Yeah, lots of hiccups. 
Um, but I was encouraged by what I saw in the preseason when it came to offense and the way that the play calling was happening and what they were doing. And, and then we get in the regular season and they didn't do any of that. So, um, it's, hmm. it was a weird, it was a very strange game. I mean, you knew that Cincinnati, what was weird is that their defense was supposed to be just terrible and their defense actually played pretty well. Cincinnati's their offense run wise couldn't do shit seahawks give them credit kicked ass when it came to that uh but god the passing game but you know what before i even because that's all all part of the fun (laughs) when we go through and uh i'm gonna do this right so awesome awesome I, i i gotta give it to quentin jefferson um what was crazy about this game was you had Jadavian Clowney, his first game as a Seahawk. Mm-hmm. You figured they were going to limit his snaps. He wasn't going to be out there a ton, but he ended up being out there a lot, and he wreaked havoc out there is the best way to put it. And what it allowed players like Quentin Jefferson to do is they were able to make a real impact on the game when all their focus was what's Clowney doing, right. what's happening over here. Uh, Jefferson had himself a freaking day. He had six total tackles, two solo, two sacks, uh, two tackles for a loss, the two pass deflections. I mean, he just, he said that after the game, he said that they were struggling a little bit with the, they knew they were struggling with the, with the pass, uh, defense. The secondary was looking terrible. And so Ken Norton literally told him based on what he was seeing, you guys need to start throwing your hands up because you're getting right there. Mm-hmm throw your hands up jefferson was like so we did and i mean he knocked down two balls just boom um and then he had three quarterback hits all by himself so he had i mean he seemed like they were calling his name all the time and that was great to see it was that whole uh defensive front definitely looked looked pretty damn good i was pretty impressed however bummer the past defense out there in the secondary you got a lot of young guys back there well uh i the the whole secondary didn't struggle shat griffin did have himself a good day he looked good however whether it was missed assignments whether it was just the wrong scheme going against him i i don't know but it seemed like andy dalton could just who's it's andy freaking dalton he he would just unleash the ball in the middle and there would just be somebody there to take it whether it be deep in the middle or even just in the middle just somewhere in the middle of the field it was open for him it was just pass catch pass catch then they'd run the ball and they'd get, it would just be it would go for nowhere and mm-hmm. then it was just they called all these plays that were quick snap throw i mean everything was just super quick there was no like standing back there going through reads it was just get the ball throw it and the guys were open and they would catch it and god it was frustrating to watch someone like andy dalton have a freaking career day uh he was 35 for 51 418 yards 8.2 yards per uh that was his average basically per pass yeah that's stupid just stupid and <laughs> and then he had two touchdowns so they defended like i said they defended the run really really well but they couldn't stop the pass and i know that the the seahawks love the bend that don't but don't break uh, and as soon as they got into the red zone, yeah, they did really well holding them. But, you know, you can actually on third and eight. Uh, this is crazy, I know. It's just super crazy. I'm listening. 
on third and eight, you actually can stop them and get a fourth down. That's I don't think they know that. I think that well, I think I think they have I think they think they have to wait until they're in the red zone. But it's crazy. On the other side of the field, you actually can stop them there too on third and eight. You can get a fourth down and and force them to call do what's called a punt. And and that would be fantastic. But it, it felt like it'd be like third and eleven, third and eight, and you just you knew what was gonna happen. They're gonna pick it up freaking completion and they pick up the first down. Nice. Every single time. No, it wasn't nice. It sucked. No, those games those those games are frustrating. I mean you you, you know it's third and ten. Oh, cool. They got twelve. Yeah, they got oh, twelve. It's a uh, third and sixteen. Oh, great, cool. Twenty-one. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that just seems like it never fails. Well, and it's one of those like it. It would be frustrating because they would like on the first and second down plays, they were big stops. Like the momentum in the stadium was all like, "Oh, look at the defense go!" And so it'd be like third and nine, and you're like, "Oh, hell yeah, this is going to be a three and out." How about that? <laughs> Twelve-yard pass. You're like, "God, come on, guys, just." It's okay to stop them. So I'm going to write a letter because I think they need to I don't think they know. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to send something to to Pete and I think I just think that they forgot. And maybe they just need a reminder. So they need to uh, get the memo. Yeah. Uh but the secondary did not look great outside of Shaq Griffin he looked good. Uh Tedrick Thompson uh he had one play that he just <laughs> it was a deep pass and he missed completely played it wrong and like and jumped for the it, looked, it was supposed to be an easy pick the ball was in the air and you saw him running over you're like oh well this is going to be a, a, a interception that's fantastic but no he jumped in the completely wrong spot whiffed on the ball as it just dropped right into ross's hands and then whoop touchdown just ah just ugly so i, I continue to not be impressed by a t squared as they like to call him uh, and it definitely, definitely cast some doubt on the as a fan base. We're used to seeing Earl in that position. Right. So to see someone who's just not as good because Earl would have had that ball picked off um, for sure. Um, what did I have written here? Over oh, but here's the crazy part. So they throw, they let Andy throw for four hundred eighty four hundred eighteen yards. Um, but this after the game. We find out that opposing quarterbacks have thrown for over 400 yards six times against a Pete Carroll-led Seahawks team. Seahawks have won all six of those. <laughs> Cincinnati. Well, I mean, it, well, that makes sense. You know, Seattle. Seattle at the time, you know, was always they would get up big, and teams aren't going to run the ball, so it's just try to throw the ball as much as possible to try to try to get up. Which obviously, in years past, you know that there really wasn't a good decision um, no. with the secondary that they had. But still, I mean, you could you can easily, you know, if you're behind, you could easily, you know, rack up another 150 to 200 yards of passing. If yes. You're, and if you're desperate. Yes. However, it's got to it's the Seahawks who believe you can't win until the fourth quarter. So they <laughs> they again, I think they don't understand the rules of the game. <laughs> where they they you can actually score but isn't the rule just to score more points than the other it is no matter how you get there it, it is but wouldn't it be easier to just <laughs> take a lead in the first quarter and maybe add to it in the second and add some more in the third <laughs> and then just hold it in the fourth you know maybe one more touchdown fine but good god you don't need to wait just because just because you can't win a game in the first quarter fuck off i don't know <laughs> that, that sounds kind of crazy ron <laughs> that's just 
Stupid. Uh, offensive line. Uh, apparently, they got in a time machine, and they went back in time, and they found the 2017 to 2016 Ooh. offensive line. Pure garbage. Ouch. Pure garbage. Um, they allowed uh, 10 pressures on 24 dropbacks, uh, ranking 31st in uh pass blocking efficiency that's not worse so that's not no but it's not great (laughs) (laughs) there's one team worse than they are but it's not great that's not great at all uh it it was terrible uh russell sacked four times they gave him zero time to get the ball out i i was sitting there bitching too like why why aren't we passing more and then you watch and you're like the guy's got no time to pass the ball he can't right there's 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 no time whatsoever until they finally they did a couple of plays that were like what Dak was doing and what Andy was doing were was very quick and it was just set your feet and go. And all of a sudden those were working, uh, but they didn't do enough of it. And then that brings me to my next thing, play calling. Holy good God. It was atrocious. It was like, uh, it made the, the offense was in, again, incredibly predictable. And when a defense knows you're going to run the ball, they can, obviously defend it better when they know you're going to pass the ball they can defend it better and there was no you you knew exactly what they were doing on every single play and it's something that we saw in the dallas playoff game yeah the last meaningful game that they played where they it was very predictable dallas knew what they were doing yep and they didn't make any adjustments and here you had the same thing happen all over again cincinnati knew what you were going to do and you didn't make any adjustments you just kept doing it because that's the way you play that's your that's your game plan can't can't make any adjustments on that and that's what cincinnati not having nearly as good as uh, linebackers than uh than dallas did in that, no. in that seattle game exactly and cincinnati's supposed to have a crappy defense and it just wasn't even the running attack itself wasn't as great as we got used to carson only had 46 yards penny had 18 21 of those 46 yards for carson was on one run um I I just want to know where the hell the offense is that we saw in preseason. Yes, that's preseason, but you saw them calling the plays differently. Um, And and they even said, Schottenheimer said in press conferences that we're opening up the playbook a little bit this this season. They didn't open up shit. Open up to page two? Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, we printed some stuff on the back of page one. So so what we've done here is we've just flipped it over. But all it is, it's really crazy. The the page is see-through, and so it's the same plays reversed. It's just, instead of going left it's you're gonna go right. you're gonna go right and on and on third and here's the thing that pisses me off the most uh the mentality that and this is one of my favorite uh guys uh evan hill on twitter he's they do hawk talk and they're they're fantastic they do a, a live podcast and they're, they're fun he's got the same like mentality when it comes to things as i do and so i'm gonna read a tweet he wrote this what a great great analogy of what the offense is but he was getting pissed off just like i was on how if you got a third and 18 if you got a sack or something happened where you have a third and and long the mentality of the seahawks offense is just to give up just give up so on third and 18 they'll just do a draw (laughs) Uh, they do yeah no we'll just hand it off and he'll get four yards and then we'll let him punt okay that's real stupid thing i've ever seen in my entire life i don't understand why they other teams don't do that other teams will try the the goal is to win the game and not just to punt the ball off and the thing is if you want take the risk and maybe call a better play 
Because in the end, if you still, if you ends up being an incomplete or it's fourth and 18, you got Michael Big Balls Dixon back there. Yeah. He, he's a weapon. You, you can use him. And the, you're going to get a stoop four yards, which isn't going to make any difference on his punt anyway, on the, on the draw play that you just called that gets him nowhere. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. And it drives me insane. So this is probably a little bit like nuts and outside the box per se for an analogy it's out of scope but it's but it's just i it it made me chuckle it really made me chuckle and i gotta find it there's a lot of tweets oh here we go so he's at uh evan hill sea and uh i don't mind plugging their stuff so he's a contributor on hawk blogger and then at real hawk talk is the um podcast they do he says, imagine your 94-year-old grandmother tripped down the stairs, breaking four ribs, shattering her collarbone or clavicle, and concussing herself. But somehow, she gets super lucky and lands on her feet. Now she wants to roll down the stairs every time. That's the Seattle offense. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is, is you end up like a game like this where the play calling sucked, the offense sucked, but you won. So they look at it and they go, well, hey, it worked. A win's a win. We had the playoffs last year doing the same thing. So a win's a win. And it's like, yeah, but you got to a Dallas game that you had a chance to actually go in there and be competitive. And you went in there and looked like garbage because yeah. you refused to shut up because you refused to, <laughs> you refused to adjust. So, um, you know me, I like to rant. So I'm just keep going. Uh, new, new guys showed up. I tell you what, DK Metcalf. I don't know why I'm losing my voice. All of a sudden it's weird. I saw a couple plays of him. He looked like he was, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're all wondering, like, where's Lockett? And it was, again, because Russell could not. They were double-teaming him a lot, and then he couldn't They he couldn't get there. He just The offensive line was in his chest as soon as the ball was hiked to him. So, But the couple of times that he – I mean, DK had um, – only had four catches, but all four catches were impressive. They weren't just simple little – there were plays where everyone accused him of, like, oh, he, all he can run is go routes. Right. And he's running slants. And he's a big dude in the middle of the field all of a sudden. And just all the catches were impressive. And they weren't just little tiny little catches. They were great. And he looked really, really good. So Mm. four catches, 89 yards. That was good to see. And he played more than they thought he was going to play. And then, like I already said, Clowney. Clowney went above and beyond expectations for his first game. And barely. like He he just showed up the other day and was handed a playbook. And and he he jumped right in there. And he looked at home. and, And he created... He, he didn't have his stats aren't insane, but he was in like he was they had to keep an eye on him. They had to watch what he was doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw everything that he was able to do in Houston, which yep. speaking of which is his former you know running mate, um, you know, Mr. Watt had he didn't even register on the stats for the first time in 100 some no, games. That's sure that kind of crazy. But no. Um, yeah, no. Clowney is definitely somebody, you know, you 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 better be paying attention to him. Well, that's what kind of excites me because now I give him a week to actually be in practice with these guys and, you know, learn a little bit more about the system they're running. And then they, they now get to learn more about how they want to use him. And uh, I, I'm just I'm really excited going forward to see what that ends up being, especially with guys coming, getting healthy and all that. So uh, and I wrote down in the end, yes, a win is a win and it's only week one. Um, however, I got to say, we cannot see that same on offense we just saw and be successful. We cannot see the same press or pass defense 
and be successful. And Pete Carroll has to stop being okay with the whole mentality of just hanging there until the fourth quarter. Um, or they're not going to be able to sustain the success. It just, it just doesn't I understand that it has worked, but eventually that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Um, like I said before, you can't win a game in the first quarter, but you can get a lead. <laughs> you can score some points and make it more comfortable for you, your fans. I know they don't give a shit what we think, but for crying out loud, I, I would love a game where they just go right out there and just blow a team away. So in the fourth quarter, you're not like biting your nails, wondering, oh, good God, this is way too close for comfort. So, But that's not as fun, man. No, it's not. It's not at all. Uh, and then one more, one more tiny little thing. Where in the hell is CJ Procise? <laughs> I mean, literally... Where in the hell they they had like they almost had almost all their receivers inactive for the game. <laughs> they, they had DK, they had Lockett, Brown didn't do anything, um, and then you had CJ, and he didn't do anything. Like the, here's the guy that they're like, oh my god, we're so happy he's healthy. Right, we love him. They didn't use him at all. I don't even know if he was on the field. I really don't. So, um, what the hell? All right, what's next? <laughs> I don't even know if I want to get into AB. Oh, God. So I I said it on Twitter. I said it's gonna. It doesn't matter when you know. Obviously, he did that. Pulled that last little you know BS with Oakland, and then um, I said you know it's gonna go on all year long. And then obviously, then they released him, and then he was you know then he released the little video thing, and then he was signed by surprise, surprise, New England. And then Shocking. now he's being, you know, accused of rape. And it's just like, this told you this is going to go on all year long. Uh, unless he goes on the commissioner's exemption list, which I'm pretty sure he's going to. If you're New England, you can't play him, can you? I mean, they, they've, they said, I mean, they've, if, he's, he's been practicing. If, he's, if he is 100% eligible to play, then will, they will play him. That's, that's the way that they'll, they'll look at it. And that's the way, I mean, that's. That's just the way that I, any, I mean, they any don't, team's going to look at it. Like, is he eligible? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, on they, the field. if there's any team out there that doesn't give a flying rat's ass about what you think as a fan, it's the Patriots. They don't care. Um, I mean, we don't, we don't have to go through the whole timeline at all because everybody can read and they were around Saturday and knows what happened. Yep. So uh, what we figured was going to happen happened. He was released. You can go and read about all this. The, Back the, and forth, back, back and forth. Yeah, just, I mean. He's playing, he's not playing. He's suspended, he's not suspended. We, uh, all his guarantees yeah. are removed. Oh, Oakland released me. Oh, but here's my conversation with Gruden on the phone. Yeah. And, and just, uh, it's, what a freaking mess. And I don't blame Oakland at all for getting the hell out of it. Yep. And the only thing that's weird to me, and I'm I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, per se. However, um, there's been some rumors out there and some some you know people thinking that this is a possibility that this is what he wanted he wanted to go to the patriots and it seemed a little weird that he was i mean it was quick that all of a sudden the patriots grabbed him and you had teams like the seahawks who because any team i I wouldn't be surprised if all 32 didn't make a phone call nope to say just hey how's it going and seahawks admitted that they did but they were told, and they did it right away, and they were told immediately he's going to the Patriots. Yeah. Well, that, I think everybody knew that that was, was, that was where he was going to go. think there was any tampering going on there? I kind of think there was some tampering. Oh, you know that there was, but oh, you geez. know what? Freaking Patriots, cheaters. Whatever. Um, yeah, and then, and then just for the – then the rape story comes out, and I'm just – it's one of those things where you have a moment and you go, God, what else? Yeah. 
could possibly happen here. I told, told you there was going to be. A, you did. There was going to be something that is going to happen, and and with either a player or or whatever, and it's just going to carry on through the whole year. And then here comes Antonio Brown. If you want to be disgusted, I, disgusted, go find the the emails are all over the place. Go read the emails that he sent. They're just. I mean, the guy's a piece of crap. Well, and then you got. I mean, I I haven't looked into it, and I don't care. I'm not going to look into it. Um, but, um, fuck, I don't even know where I was going or what I was going to say. <laughs> it yep. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, I'm not remember. Oh, here it comes. Um, just go back and and I really really seriously think this. Go back and look at that god awful hit that Burfitt put on him. Yeah. You're right. And I really do think that that messed with him. And he maybe he is just weird and crazy now. And maybe, you know, maybe he does have some severe CTE going on. Or he's got something going on. It could be he, some bipolar disorder going doesn't on. doesn't seem there. like he's really been the same person since that. And that no. was about that was about five years ago, four or five years ago. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Antonio Brown, whatever. We promise that unless something absolutely nuts happens, that's the last we're going to speak of that guy. Just like that. Um, it was a crazy week for injuries. Uh, the clavicle, like we said, I mean, apparently, I didn't even know that that was a, that's something that was going to get hurt a lot. You hear collarbone all the time, but all of a sudden it was clavicle this and clavicle that, and this dude hurt his clavicle. And and the big one was was Foles and in Jacksonville, and he actually looked de- he was looking decent, and then all of a sudden he gets nailed. And and I, I mean. I'm never happy for a guy to get injured. Don't get me wrong. I don't want Foles to get injured at all. However, it did allow for my boy Gardner Minshew to get out there, and he actually played really, really well. And he's going to be. And then after the after the game, you find he out threw a football over the mountains. He did throw a football over the damn mountains. <laughs> he uh, he's and he gets to play because because you find out why, it's a broken clavicle. Why so. does it seem to be that for whatever whatever damn reason, whoever the quarterback is for Jacksonville? Where I was like, "Hey, that's a pet cat," you know. For a while there was it was Blake freaking Bortles, and now we've got uh, Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it's just only because Minshew is a um, somewhat of a local kid. Well, and he's older, and he's he looks way older than he is, and he's got the mustache. He's just a different looking dude, and he's but he was great at WSU last year, and. Um, I honestly didn't think that he was even going to get a backup spot anywhere. Just it just didn't seem like that was going to be in the cards for him. Lands the backup spot at at Jacksonville, and then I mean, all of a sudden, look, you're he's going to be in the spotlight now for at least the next six weeks. Yeah. So, um, but that wasn't. I mean, there's I I don't have the names of all the guys that had clavicle injuries, but I feel like there was like four. <laughs> yeah or collarbones i mean it was just crazy so but you had some it was you know week one of the nfl you have injuries it's just crazy baker May- mayfield hurt his wrist um he the browns also good grief what the hell yeah um that was not expected wasn't it wasn't a good first showing new no. i'm hoping they're not all talk but that's kind of what it looked like it was happening there all talk uh pat mahomes um you know the one that everyone wants to anoint mvp before the season even starts um and now all of a sudden it's like hey Dak Dak has a chance to get MVP how about that uh sprained ankle um and then Tyreek Hill was hospitalized with a shoulder injury um there you go that's another clavicle right there a clavicular joint injury <laughs> <laughs> so and he's out for a while I think I just read that today they they said he's going to be out for for a little bit um 
Mackenzie Alexander uh, dislocated his elbow. It's a Minnesota Vikings cornerback. Um, there was there was a lot of injuries. We're not going to go through them all because that'd be stupid. But um, it just felt like it was. I heard I heard more clavicle, call, clavicle. Yeah, I heard more collarbones and clavicles than I've ever heard in my life. Uh, AA Ron is at it again just because he likes to you know be AA Ron. Did you hear what he uh, what he told his fans? I did not. Okay, so uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, in the midst of answering reporters' questions today, Wednesday, uh, he made a simple request, and this wasn't to his teammates, coaches, or anything. It was to his fans. My only ask is that we don't do the wave when we're on offense. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, hey, Packer fans, quarterback's telling you to sit down and shut up. Just <laughs> Only Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I know you think about it. That is kind of weird to just be doing the wave when they're trying to just it makes pick sense. up a first down on you know third and three or something like that. I mean, I could see when you score, and I could see when the defense is out there. You it's know, a weird just time to do, do wave. weird. But yeah, on offense, that does seem kind of weird. Like, yay, woo! Yeah, when you should be sitting there being quiet and just shutting up. Yeah, I've been to Seahawks games too, where the environment at CenturyLink is loud. But when it's on, when the Seahawks are on offense, you sh- should be quiet. And there's been times where people just I've I've been looking around, just going, guys, shut the. F- I mean, what are we doing here? You need to be quiet. Shh, everyone, shh. Namaste. <laughs> so I just had to bring that up because I read it and I just about laughed. Like, of course, Aaron said, "Don't do the wave." So, um, and then so you got to watch a little bit of the Monday Night Football game, the first one, y'all, yeah. and. Uh, first of all it was a hell of a game and if you didn't have a chance to watch it what's wrong with you you should watch it it was great it was all the way to the finish and the last two minutes of that game were insane you thought you watched deshaun jackson sean watson sean watson i say jackson jesus i'm something's wrong with me today deshaun watson um who needs to learn how to slide because he likes to get hit a lot he uh you thought he won the game out of nowhere that was just insane was it four plays Mm-hmm. just <clears throat> unbelievable but then you like oh they left breeze way too much time it's like yeah you left uh, breeze with about 40 some seconds <laughs> yeah that wasn't smart and a timeout oops um <laughs> and once yeah once they took once new orleans took over i went well here we go and then it was uh, a one a two a three okay we're yep. and we're oh we're field goal range here we yeah. go it was it was just nuts but what's crazy about the game is this is new orleans first game since the officiating debacle and um, in the NFC championship. And you got to imagine that the refs in that game were probably <laughs> under a little bit of uh, scrutiny. Nah, no, no I, was totally, think, I don't think so. No, it's totally fine. Yeah. I, I really, I really think that they could care less. They screwed up. So, oh yeah. But <laughs> then after that, I'm sure they were like, Oh, of course actually, well, no, I don't know. You really think things like that go through, people's minds while they're down there on the field you know whether it be players or refs, the refs? yeah no. you really think i actually like, don't no i actually don't i think the only type the only people in that stadium were that were having those thoughts with fans oh yeah i i don't think and i and i and drew made it perfectly clear that no they're not thinking about that they're out there to just win a football game and and it doesn't last year was last year but you're watching it and of course the broadcast has brought it up too. every little thing that the refs might have possibly gotten wrong they were bringing up and then they did screw up in the fourth quarter and the nfl admitted it um there was a a runoff of clock that i mean they 
basically you had a play where clock should have they, been dead. Well, they 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 got it was ended up being four uh, third and super short, and they went for it, and they wanted to review it. So New Orleans ended up getting the first down, but they stopped the play to say we want to review the spot, and then they gave them the first down. But because it was under two minutes, they ended up having to do a 10-second runoff when New Orleans could have just run the ball. They had already gotten the first down. It just it didn't make any sense. And, uh, then they, and then they reset it to the wrong spot. So they, they only gave him 26 seconds. In the end, it doesn't matter. Saints ended up winning. Houston, well, I don't know what the hell defense you were playing on that last play. Like They weren't doing a Hail Mary. It was, it was, uh, like a, it was almost like punt. punt yeah, punt it was just with, uh, four receivers. It was just dumb and what i what also didn't understand too is so the got the they they literally got the timeout in with two seconds left yeah correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but when he caught the ball if the houston guy doesn't even touch him doesn't time expire no he gave himself up if he he's if, if he fall if, but he didn't if slide you, if he you, fell to the ground if, if he was that still yeah, if you catch and do that and obviously um, i'm sure as soon as the completion was done and he was on the ground. I, I either Peyton or anybody We're on the right sideline or, or Breeze was right there calling, you know, yelling timeout. Well, I got to say, uh, Lutz, which is a crazy name for Will Lutz. That's a fantastic name for a kicker. Um, uh, ended well, up, let's kick it. He ended up, yeah, he ended up nailing a was a fifty eight yard yep. field goal. Yeah, and his I think his personal uh, personal or his career high prior to that I think was a fifty six. He um, nailed it. He looked like he could have hit it like a sixty five. Yep. Oh yeah, and he was my kicker on my fantasy team. No big deal. So, <laughs> so I was I was kind of rooting. It was just it was a crazy game. But so now you got everyone talking about how the the refs are. I mean, good god. So and then the funniest thing is that I think they played. Did they play the Rams this week? Yep. So um, <laughs> I I saw somebody on Twitter was said something like, "If I'm Sean Payton, just to be an a hole, the first play." where it looks like there's pass interference right. and they don't call it, I throw the flag. Yep, I'm sure he will. <laughs> Just to make a point. Uh, all right, let's go into our week two preview. Dallas is going to Washington, going to the nation's capital to play the Redskins. <clears throat> what says you about your game? What do they got to do to win? Uh, it's another division game right away for Dallas. That's It is cool. another division game, and you know what? I'm okay with it. it, it, it Say what you will about New York. Yeah, they're not going to be that great. But still, I mean, Dallas needs that. They need those division games. Oh, yeah. You know, win them. They are All important. And you're taking care of, you know, or possibly taking care of two right off the bat. Um, <sighs> Dak has been at at Washington. Um, I think he's I think he's only lost once. Um, he, I don't know. He just seems to own that stadium. And I, I I'm. It's going to happen again. You know, Dallas is going to go in there. They're going to execute their game plan. You're going to have another another week with Zeke. Um, you know, getting into the groove a little bit more. Maybe look for it to be maybe a little bit more balanced. Um, it was definitely pass heavy. You know, week one, but uh, you know, definitely look for um, Zeke and and Tony Pollard to um, maybe step up and it being a little bit more of that uh, ground game taking over. Um, you know Washington. You know they 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 played all right. You know week one, but I just I think that Dallas with everything they've got with you know when it comes to um, you know wide receivers and tight ends, you know with Cooper and Gallup and and um, Randall Cobb, which Randall Cobb, um, I I don't really talk to I 
or really didn't mention him, you know, talking about the first game, but God, I love seeing him on our side because those games when he was with Green Bay, he would just he would just rip us up. It's so good to see him on our side now and being able to do that. Um, but again, I mean, just the amount of weapons that Dak has in front of him, uh, I think that's really going to be a struggle for Washington defensively. Um, as far as Washington's offense, um, you know, he had guys, uh, Darius guys who he looked like, um, you know, he was going to have a solid season and unfortunately, you know, um, got injured, you know, week one. So they're going to be struggling at running back. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think what, I don't think Washington's got any chance whatsoever in this one. You got any Injury updates, transactions, anything happen for the game that excites you or worries you? As far as Dallas goes, no no injuries. Um, you had a little bit of a, a back deal kind of go on with Zach Martin, but he, he seems to be fine. Um, but other than that, I mean, just the normal football deals, there wasn't really wasn't any injuries. Um, as far as transactions, they did release Jordan Chun um, off the 53-man roster, so we'll see see what they're going to do um, at that at, uh for that one opening and, and it could be to be to bring either um uh, another offensive lineman up just in case um or you know maybe maybe another um um let's see wide receiver i'm trying to think that's probably what it would be is just an offensive lineman but um other than that i mean dallas did they got out of that that week one game with with you know, no, no injuries and you know that's always always good. Seattle didn't come out with any either, right? Besides just the one. No, we got some injury weird. We got some weird injury things going on. Oh. Um, but no, other than that, I think it's just going to be um, you know another uh, Washington victory in Washington. And you know, sorry to all yeah, you Skins fans who are Dallas tired of seeing victory that is what he meant to say. <laughs> a, a victory in Washington there you go. at Washington. Washington, <laughs> is it Washington? It's Washington. Oh, okay. That, uh, actually, that, technically, it's that, it's Andover, that, Maryland. Is that DC? But yeah. is that the is that the District of Columbia? District of Columbia. Nice. Um, It'd be pretty big for you guys to start not only just start two and zero, but the fact that the two games are against division. Yep. Uh, that's that's a great way to start the season. Holy crap! And a half. Now, obviously, don't look for. I mean, don't expect another four hundred yard game. If it happens, cool. But don't expect don't expect that to be the norm. Oh, he's put up expectations um, now, man. <laughs> expect 400 plus every game yeah no um that's all i really got for that one yeah we're more of a uh game recap show than previous because you know especially early in the season we don't know yet well it, the the hard thing is you kind of look at it and you don't so we you know with the, where we record teams are usually practicing for the first time on wednesdays yeah. and then you have a lot of a lot of the news and things that start to come out is definitely later thursday and then friday um and then obviously you have those sunday morning adam schefter 3 a.m tweets about some sort of breaking news but uh <laughs> always but um i'm surprised when we don't <laughs> when i wake up in the morning on sundays I look at my phone if there's nothing from schefter i'm like oh dude what a weird week sucks uh seattle is uh heading to pittsburgh um injury news on that front so they're they uh they're not injury news is not encouraging so let's start there <laughs> um there's just a lot of stuff going on so you had today uh carol had his press conference as he does every wednesday uh defensive tackle puna ford with a calf 
Uh, defensive backs, Tedrick Thompson and Nico Thorpe both have hamstring issues. They all sat out practice today, Wednesday, uh, will be yesterday if you're listening to the podcast. Um, on the offensive side, both of our centers, one with a knee, one with an ankle, sat out. But I th- it sounds like Britt looks to play Sunday. It'll be fine. And then the weird one was t- Tyler Lockett. All of a sudden, he's got a back injury, and he didn't practice today. So um, the good news is, though, is Will Disley, who hurt his knee and was taken out of the game, and it was the same knee that he got nailed on last year. It took him out for the season. Um, he was a full participant in practice today, so that's we need him. That's great. Um, and then uh, our draft pick, defensive end LJ Collier, he uh, practiced with team – uh, for the first time today after suffering a rare ankle sprain in camp. So, and he actually, did you say a rare ankle sprain? It was a rare type of ankle sprain. And uh, he could possibly play Sunday. I would assume, based on what they did with Ziggy, so Ziggy didn't play Sunday. They made him inactive, just for being cautious. I would assume that even though they're saying that, oh, yeah, there's a possibility he could play, he's not going to play. Um, going to Pittsburgh, we all, as Seahawks fans, I know we hate the Steelers with a freaking passion. Patriots and Steelers, those are the two teams. Hate them both. I would rather actually show love for our division rivals than either the Patriots or the freaking Steelers. I hate them. <laughs> hate them so much. Especially because especially as Big Ben is still playing for them. He's a he's a despicable human being anyway. Uh but yeah. Uh we got screwed in that Super Bowl. Let's all remember that when we go into this game. However, uh, you can't just assume you're going to go into Pittsburgh and you just watched them get their asses kicked by the Patriots and 105 year old Tom Brady. Uh, you can't assume that that uh, you know. Ooh, this will look what we could possibly do. No, you're not going to have an angry Pittsburgh Steelers team that just again got their asses kicked, got embarrassed uh, by Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah, it wasn't even close. He been on the sidelines, just looked just oh, he's just not happy. <laughs> and he has no neck. Do you notice that? It's weird. Who's that? Ben Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, doesn't have a neck. I don't stare at him. They had the camera just. Well, I didn't watch the game. So that's well, good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so basically, it's like like I said when we talk about the game that just happened. So now you got to improve on what went wrong. So defense, uh, we need to see better secondary play, uh, better pass defense. Um, if you can take the front, the guys up front, and you can take what you guys did in the first game and just build upon that and get in Ben's face. Uh, that'll be fantastic. Make him make mistakes. Um, he's on the backside of his career and his skill. Um, make him look stupid. I'd be fine with that. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, offense better figure out that identity and get in some sort of rhythm. Stop being so damn random. Don't pay $35 million a year to a guy to have him hand the ball off or get sacked all the time. Um, don't waste his prime years. Yeah, I'm not a giant Russell Wilson fan, but you know what? The dude's got some freaking talent. Don't waste it. Let him go, please. Um, if you look at, I'm going to bring up baseball. If you look at the Mariners and look at how they've wasted Felix Hernandez, if you're a baseball fan and you're a Seattle fan, you understand. You had the you had the guy for his entire career, and you had him in the prime. Never went to the playoffs with him. Always screwed him over. Don't do that with Russell. Yeah, he's got you a ring, but now you're in his prime years. So... You know, be better. That's all I'm saying. Um, and then uh, they did have one transaction. They were able to re-sign cornerback uh, Jamar Taylor, who actually looked really good in, in the preseason. And they released him a week ago uh, when they did the cuts. And they were able to re-sign him. And then they waived Perry Nickerson, who they just traded for. And now he's gone. <laughs> he gone. 
And uh, which is good because they need help at the nickel corner. So let's see if Taylor can get in there and, and be that help. That'd be freaking awesome. So um, I'm excited for the game. I just so damn happy football's back. It's kind of weird. Seattle's starting off with two. I mean, I, two AFC I, I teams. I mean, I know they're AFC North. Uh, that's the, the you know the division they're playing this year. But right off the bat, just the first two. That's it's strange. Yeah, that is the weird. S- scheduling is weird. Then you have teams like New England. If you look at their schedule, New England has the easiest first like. I think it's six games that you'd ever see in your life. If you look at their schedule, New England will end up six and zero because they're not playing a good team until like week seven. So, and then you have like a schedule like yours. You look at Dallas's schedule; it's pretty balanced. Just you got two division rivals to start. I don't see a division rival until I think week three. So, or maybe week four. I think we play the Saints first. Not sure. All right, let's jump into the mailbag real quick. Uh, we actually got some mailbag questions this week. Can you believe that? Ooh, <laughs> and they're all Season. from they're all from other podcasts. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, uh, Katie, which is from the uh, TFGI GIF nineties uh, TV podcast. Um, which God, I need to go listen to that because that's man. I was step by step family matters like. That was my jams, man. <laughs> loved, those, <laughs> loved those shows. A little Boy Meets World. Word. That's bad, man. A little Boy Meets World. Come on. Topanga? No? No. I'm, this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Katie jumped in and she goes, uh, so is this whole constantly getting sacked thing just part of the Seahawks brand now? I know I should have expected it, but... I just wanted them to start the season on a better note. Katie, you are 100% correct. I don't know if it's their game plan. Again, I don't think that they know that you can score points in other quarters. So it maybe it is. Or block people. Or block people. It it was just a weird – I don't want to – I'm not going to like say that, oh, good God, that this O-line's back to trash. Because the thing is, last season we saw vast improvement. They looked so much better. Afedi is a bum, and he needs to go away. And I would be shocked – if he remains on this team, this is his final year of his, and he needs to just go. And if they re-sign him, I'll just look at him and go, "That's the dumbest thing you could have ever done. Just let him go." Um, he he's just. There was even a play where Russell Wilson threw a touchdown in this game, and Afedi's blocking, and Afedi's getting pissed off at a guy and pinning him on the ground, and Russell Wilson has to run over and yell at him, "No, no, 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 no! We just scored a touchdown and pull him off." So they don't get a penalty. Your quarterback shouldn't have to do that. Mental mistakes. Just idiotic. So if Eddie needs to go, bye-bye. Um, our buddies at uh, the How Are You Now? Letterkenny podcast. Verda. Uh, WTF is going to happen with Taco. This is for you, buddy. Uh, Taco is going to be traded. Is that what you think? Yeah, that's what I think. Um, you know, he saw kind of in preseason what he was doing, and he he definitely it looked like he was going to have a much better year. I mean, his rookie season wasn't anything. I mean, it wasn't anything at all, really. His uh, second year definitely was nothing to write at home about, and it's just been a struggle. I mean, especially especially when you know that that's your first round pick, um, first round pick out of Michigan. Um, I really do think that you know with the with the depth they have on the defensive line. You know, you've got Robert Quinn coming, who's going to be coming back um, from his uh, suspension. You've got Robert Quinn. You've obviously you've got Demarcus Lawrence. You've got Randy Gregory still out there, who you know hasn't applied for reinstatement yet. But if he decides to um, and, and is able to rejoin the team, there's, a, there's another player. 
obviously with with Antoine Woods and and Kerry Hyder and Chris Covington and um, uh, Tyron Crop. I mean, the defensive line you've got so much talent there. Um, you know, and unfortunately for for Taco, I, I think that's you know that's it's going to be a short you know a short career with Dallas, and and I hope he does um, you know have some success wherever he's going to go. But I do think that they are going to try to trade him. Um, they're not going to obviously with what he's shown, they're not going to you know get a, a huge you know top pick or anything. You know, they may get a fourth rounder or something like that. But you know. Um, we'll see what happens, but I, I think that Taco's time is done. Taco's time. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he, um, and that's only funny if you're in the Northwest. Um, I just, with it being a, a week one, um, in a uh, week one non injury, you know, inactive, I, that it, it's kind of telling. Um, we'll see if he's active for, for the game against Washington, but if he's not, then yeah, definitely look for, you know, some, some, uh, some talk of trade to start heating up even more. Uh, and then they follow up because they love us. They decided to ask, or they have a theory that they wanted to run by you. Uh, theory Zeke holdout was quote unquote theater coordinated by Jerry Jones to get more attention and keep Zeke from getting injured during preseason. He knew the whole plan the entire time. So a little bit of conspiracy theory. What says you? I says Zeke held out because uh, he wanted his money and he knew that uh, Jerry was going to end up paying him and Jerry knew he was going to end up paying and him. And then he ended up paying him. And he ended up paying him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was – Dallas, Dallas itself is already a draw. You saw – I mean, again, week one, even though it's against New York, week one, America's Game of the Week, and it was the number watch, number one watched game um, of the weekend. It's, that's, just, that's just Dallas's draw. And, and even if Zeke wasn't there, I bet you it still would have been – the top top watched and, and highest rated game. Yep. Um, but no, I, I don't think there's any kind of um, theater going on there. <laughs> In the theater. Yes. Uh, those are our questions. So every week, you all right over there? Ugh. Adjusting. We're almost done, buddy. Ugh. You know where these, these uh, actual like um, regular season episodes are longer? <laughs> um okay so hold on let me get this so dennis from ohio because he's we love him to death chimes in again with his now regular segment on our podcast here is dennis from ohio with his question of the week hey guys what's up it's dennis from ohio uh here with my weekly question so this is for both of you guys uh as you know the cleveland browns decided they wanted to get destroyed so the initial knee-jerk reaction out here is that the Browns suck again and everything needs to get fixed, blah, 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 week one, social media warriors. So my question for you guys is, what is your initial reaction from both of your teams? What do you think needs to get fixed within the next one to two weeks that, if it does not, will make for a very long season? I know for my 49ers, Steve McGrath needs to figure out how to get the ball to another receiver not named Kittle. I know he's a tight end, but he was our best receiver uh, this last weekend. And what I do know is that my 49ers are 1-0. Woo! For that. <laughs> and also, Brian, we can say the NFC West is the best division in football right now because they were the only division that did not have a loss. It's a true story. Tie, but <laughs> there are no losses in any of that. So the NFC West is currently the best division. Woo! Other than that, great show last week. 
stay buttery smooth. Go Niners. So he has a point there. There was no losses in the NFC West. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so I believe what he's asking is on our own teams, two things that have, don't get fixed. Going to make for some a bad time. Is there anything? If if I'm going to be completely honest, just watching week one, I mean, I haven't been able to actually really be detailed and study every single bit of every single piece of everything there is to study. Which is what he normally does. Um, All the time. You know, just, you know, based on what I've seen and what I've watched, and then obviously watching some high. I mean, as of right now, say it. It's hard to say anything. There you go. I knew he was. I could have answered it for us. Like, and I'm just I'm just hey, being honest. Hey, totally. And, and I've already said what the Seahawks do things. It's real simple. They need to change their offensive approach or it's going to bite them in the ass. I don't care how much you want to be run first. You can run the ball first all you want. You need to protect your quarterback so that he can throw the ball and not waste your $35 million a year asset. Right, and I did think of something, actually. Um, let's, oh. just, let's just get more. Let's get some more pressure on the quarterback. There you I go. You really see very much pressure on uh, Big Helmet Eli, but... Let's get more. It's pressure. such a it's such a key to good defense. You have got to pressure the quarterback, make them make mistakes. Um, and then the other side of the uh, other the number two thing for the Seahawks would be that that pass defense, the secondary needs to clean it up and just be better. And if they don't, yeah, it's going to be a long season, real long season. But I think that they will be a okay. They'll fix something. That's for sure. All right, uh, as always. We ask that you, if you're an Apple Podcast listener, I went through all the other formats this week and noticed that Apple Podcast is still the only one you can leave reviews on. So Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. <clears throat> what did I but, felt? but, 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 ooh. If you're on the YouTubes and you look us oh. up, episodes maybe. Are we on the YouTubes now? And right there, obviously, you've got comments and all. I mean, it doesn't, it's not as far as like, you know, with the podcast, the Apple Podcast helping it grow to a bigger audience, but still, you can leave your comments on YouTube and we can read them. We can heart them. We, <laughs> we can like them. So, yeah, we uh, we decided to jump on the YouTube. So, I'm going to put, uh, we're going to put uh, our episodes and yeah, it's just a picture of us. Oh. Just, Excuse me. Wow. It's just a uh, picture of us that was very grapefruity. <laughs> it was making me uncomfortable. Was it? I was like, I got yeah. to burp. Uh, so yeah, so it's just a video. It's just a picture of us with the cool sound bar going on it. It's just another way to listen. I've actually had people ask, Hey, I, you know, my computer at work, I can't have certain things running. YouTube's actually the best way. And a lot of podcasts do the same thing we're doing now and stick their stuff on YouTube so that you can have it in the background and, and, and have it playing. So we're now on there and we'll, and we'll probably do like actual stupid little videos here and there throw them on there why not let's we've done it i make our star wars videos i mean we've got the star wars movie coming up in december so i'm sure there'll be some fun so it won't just be those but yeah uh search for common ground football podcast on youtube there's one video on there now episode 69 i felt like that was a great place to start it is yeah people searching 69 you and just you dirty dogs you dirty dirty and they'll be like what's this and they'll be surprised it's not at all what they were looking for so <laughs> um but yeah check us out on the youtubes as you said um you know what it's time for now it's time for your our new favorite segment winning (laughs) (laughs) tell me you taught about that sound all week (laughs) uh all right alarm clock for the (laughs) can you imagine waking up to that oh my winning so (laughs) 
Uh, for those of you that joined in on our pigskin pick them on ESPN fantasy, uh, thank you. Um, our leaders are got 11 points. Um, I think you had 10. Yes. I was at the bottom with nine. I did not have a good week. It was pretty gross. Um, so, but week two is upon us. We go again and, and see what we can get right. Let's kick it off with uh, Thursday, the Thursday night game, which is tonight if you're listening to the show. Uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Who you got, buddy? Carolina. No yawning on the podcast. All right. Carolina. That's better. You work at night. You should be wide awake right now. But it's my but I it's my end of work week. You should just have the same schedule on your off days. No. Just be up like your whole family's asleep and you're just out there no. watching TV. No. no? No? Okay. Uh I too have Carolina. Um San Francisco at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh I too picked the Bongles. Sorry, Dennis from Ohio. I apologize. Uh Lack at Detroit. Lack. Uh definitely gonna be Lack. Detroit's terrible. Uh, Minnesota at Green Bay. Don't do the wave. Don't do the wave. Otherwise, Minnesota will beat you. That's and that's right. who I'm taking. Oh, so they're going to do the wave. And then, yeah, so I got Green Bay. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. I'm going Indianapolis. <sighs> I'm going Tennessee. Got some difference there. And, okay. Uh, New England at Miami. New uh, England. At, you're not going to pick Miami in that one? No. You sure? I'm it's sure. at home. <laughs> <laughs> I have New England, and that, I, I have big... <laughs> big you know it's definitely sad after after one loss in the first game of the season you had just reports of, of players literally asking to be traded multiple players because they think the team's tanking and it's on like, purpose oh man it's uh yeah it's not a good scene down there and i get it they want to uh whatever but yeah that's yeah it seems like a weird sport to tank in but okay uh buffalo at the uh oversized helmet new york giants buffalo I also am taking Buffalo. Uh, you pick Seattle at Pittsburgh. What do you got? Pittsburgh. Ugh, you mother fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can take the next one. I will take the next one. Dallas at Washington. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, not really. I chose Dallas. Um, Arizona at Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, they looked impressive. Lamar Jackson looked he impressive. He looked impressive. There was one quarterback who played, you know, put up bigger numbers than Dak. It was uh, Lamar. Mr. Lamar Miller or Lamar Miller. We're well, screwing up. Now I got my, yeah. my slip. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. He looks great. Yeah. I, too, have Baltimore. I would not be shocked if it was another big game for them. Uh, Kyler Murray ended up looking okay for Arizona, but they struggled. And again, they tied Detroit, who's also a terrible team. So two terrible teams tied. Come on now. Uh, Jacksonville at Houston. Houston. I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Kansas City at Oakland. KC. I, too, have KC. Um, tell me this. I asked this on Twitter. John Gurdon, has he always been that heavy? It was all the corona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he at the end of the game, he jogged from the side. After shaking hands midfield, he jogged over to the other end to shake hands and, like, high-five fans. Yeah. And it was the weirdest looking. They had these scrawny legs on top of the, like underneath this. He's, like, he's he's been in the booth, man. He's just been in the booth. Uh, but I swear in the booth, he, he was he wasn't as heavy. I don't know. I'm concerned for his health. <laughs> uh, okay, so I got Kansas City in that one as well. Chicago at Denver. Chicago. Uh, da Bears. Uh, New Orleans at Lar. Lar. You're taking Lar, huh? 
I'm going to go with New Orleans. I'm going to go with no. Uh, Philadelphia at Atlanta. Atlanta. I had Atlanta, and then I uh, I changed. I, I went with Philadelphia. So. That's okay. You're allowed to change. Yeah. I Now I can't because it's out there. So, but I, I, yeah, Philadelphia, I think Philly's, uh, they are going to be your challenger in the division. Um, and then Monday night, Cleveland's little, looking for a little bit of redemption uh, after a poor performance in week one, uh, goes to New York to play the Jets. New Jizzy. I'm taking Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets because I think that the Cleveland uh, Browns are not as good as we all thought they were is a real bummer it's a bummer man um i did it reverse order i already did our our reviews and all that so that's fine so all right here we go no one more winning oh yes all right dallas goes to washington to play the racial slurs who you got first and your score i'll take dallas 21 10 so not a very high scoring game Three touchdowns. No, I mean, I mean, you, you I could say, you know, 31-3, but no, I will just 21-10. Are they all passing touchdowns? They're rushing touchdown there? Uh, Is he going to eat? Two, <laughs> two passing TDs and a, yeah, rushing TD. Zeke? I was going to go for, yeah. Or Dak running it in. Ooh. Zeke. Ooh, well, if you say that, then maybe I should go 28-10. <laughs> One more? Yeah, Dak and Zeke both go Oh. Rushing. No, we'll go 21-10. Um, all right, and then... We'll, I'll be modest. And then after, now that you've had a week to digest what your team is, I'm sure that, you know, before you would have said like, ah, oh, 12-4, you know, 11-5, 13-3. Now you're going to say 16-0 and because your team's so good. So <laughs> They're perfect after week one? What's Exactly. So they're trending that way. But in all honesty... What do you think their record's going to be? In all honesty, I would say uh, twelve and four. That's a twelve good, and four is a good. That's a pretty good. I think, I, that's, I think the team is definitely capable of of you know with the schedule, um, definitely pulling that off. I mean, obviously thirteen and three is possibility too. I mean, well, anything's possible, but but twelve and four I think is um, where they're going to end up once the season's over. I think that's fair. Um, Seattle, unfortunately. Uh, don't get mad at me, Seahawks fans. <laughs> I know you hate it when I do this, um, but I, I, Pittsburgh's going to win this game. They're mad. They're angry. They're embarrassed. It's in Pittsburgh. The Seahawks don't do well in that stadium, in that city. It's not been a good place in the play. Um, so uh, I and I think I haven't been destroyed. I uh, Seahawks are going to lose. I'm going to get trash for this. I don't care doesn't uh, matter man seahawks are gonna lose 30 i'm just honest people that's what this is all about and if i'm wrong I, it you know what feels really great when I, I don't mind being wrong when i'm wrong and the seahawks win totally fine with that yeah it's like cool makes me look like an idiot but i'm okay yeah it's totally fine uh, i have pittsburgh 38 13 not oh, even close Jesus. yeah i don't i just i i the secondary makes me that nervous now 100 hope that i'm wrong because that means they made adjustments they improved That'd be great. However, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. Uh, 2019 record, I would have said about 12-4 and four as well when the season started. However, after a week, I'm going to go 10-6. and six. I just I looked at the schedule again, and I based on just what we've seen in one game, uh, I think 10-6 and six would be great, and I'd take it, and it would still get them into the playoffs. But 
um, that's where that's where your Seahawks are going to be. So, uh, other than that, um, so the, the 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 Hawks will not be doing a lot of winning for this next week. Uh, all right, man. Anything else you want to add before we cut this off? Uh, I'm just <laughs> uh, Kid Belichick. I like football. All things football. I like turtles. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, until next week, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. Winning. Winning.